uh, one of our great muhaddith, one of our great hadith scholars, he says that mercy does not come faster to anyone as it does to the one who listens to the Quran. If you listen to the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends down mercy. Because there's another hadith which says that when people sit and uh, discuss the Quran, the angels surround them. There's suku- uh, sakina which uh, comes upon them and Allah mentions them. So anyway, in this particular, uh, Layth ibn Sa'ad is saying that mercy, if you want mercy from Allah, listen to the Quran. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa baraka wa sallama tasliman kathiran ila yawmiddin amma ba'd. قال الله تعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد وإذا قرئ القرآن فاستمعوا له وأنصتوا لعلكم ترحمون So my dear brothers and dear listeners Alhamdulillah, so we speak a lot about reading the Quran and people know the virtues of, le- of reading the Quran Today what I want to speak to you about is the virtues of listening to the Quran and how to listen to the Quran, what is the adab of listening to the Quran or the etiquette of listening to the Quran, how the Sahaba used to listen to the Quran and what their state used to be. Uh, all of this is discussed by Sheikh Mahmoud Khalil al-Husari, who was one of the great Qurra of Egypt in his book called Ma'al Quran al-Kareem, which is uh, with the Quran, with the noble Quran. So, Imam Layth ibn Sa'ad, Imam Layth ibn Sa'ad was one of our great uh, uh, great uh, tabi'een and uh, one of our great muhaddith, one of our great hadith scholars, he says that mercy does not come faster to anyone as it does to the one who listens to the Quran. If you listen to the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends down mercy. Because there's another hadith which says that when people sit and uh, discuss the Quran, the angels surround them. There's Sakina which comes upon them and Allah mentions them. So anyway, in this particular, Layth ibn Sa'ad is saying that mercy, if you want mercy from Allah, listen to the Quran. Why? He takes this from a verse that I, re- I recited at the beginning. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-A'raf 204, He says, when the Quran is recited, listen attentively and be silent so that you may be given mercy. That's where he takes it from. Whenever the Quran is being recited, if the Imam Sahib is reciting the Quran, or anywhere else, or you're listening to the Quran at home, or in your car, make sure you listen carefully. And if you can learn the meaning and really understand and reflect over that, then you will be given mercy. There's mercy that descends because of that. Now, there's another verse in Surah Al-Anfal, the second verse of Surah Al-Anfal, Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala says, إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ إِذَا ذُكِرَ اللَّهُ وَجِلَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ وَإِذَا تُلِيَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتُهُ زَادَتْهُمْ إِيمَانًا وَعَلَىٰ رَبِّهِمْ يَتَوَكَّلُونَ True believers are those whose hearts tremble with awe when Allah is mentioned. Whenever Allah is mentioned, the true believers are those whose hearts become, they start trembling with respect. You know, whenever you see and you come across something that you respect, whether it be an individual, whether it be a great scholar, there's a change that overcomes a person. If, you've got respect, if you have respect for that person, then you suddenly feel humble. And you're in awe 
That's what's supposed to happen when the Quran is being recited and when Allah is mentioned because Allah is awesome. Then Allah says, and true believers are those whose faith increases when his revelations are recited to them. Whenever the Quran is recited, our iman increases. And then they put their trust in Allah. How do you put your trust in Allah by listening to the Quran? If you lack trust in Allah or you don't know how to trust Allah, it's because we don't know Allah. When we read the Quran with meaning, then what happens is that we learn about Allah. We learn more about Allah, who Allah is, <coughs> how He's in control of everything, and how everything in his, is in His power, how He's the only one who can do whatever, and he can, He's the only one who can give us whatever we want. Then we have tawakkul. So by listening to the Qur'an and learning the Qur'an, the tawakkul increases. So as, I, as I've mentioned before, what we encourage people to do, especially in Ramadan, is that you're reading Qur'an. But at least, at least uh, one page a day, read with meaning so that you can reflect over it. You could read your Jews, two Jews, five Jews, however much you want, alhamdulillah. But at least read one or two pages with meaning. Because then you get an access to what Allah is telling you. And then you get all of these additional benefits. Because when you listen, all of these things will happen to you. You'll learn about Allah. Your love will increase. You'll get to know Allah. You can only love someone if you know more about them. And the reason we don't know enough about Allah, and thus we can't love Allah more than anything else, is because we sometimes don't know what we're reading. So keep on reading, but also read with the meaning, at least a bit. So that, inshallah, this can happen. And believe me, the Qur'an is such that it will make your heart tremble. If you know what it means, you'll be standing in salah, the imam will be reading, and there you'll be crying. You can't help it. Once you know the meaning and you focus. The, the meaning, uh, Shaykh Khalil al-Husari says that the meaning of hearts trembling, what does that mean? It means that they have fear and they become agitated which moves them to then act because they feel like, okay, after Salat, I'm going to do that. I've been doing wrong. Allah is telling me not to do this. So Allah is telling me to do this. I'm going to do this. It inspires you to do these things and you will find peace in it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Zumar, Allah says in verse 23, Allahu nazzala ahsan al-hadithi kitaban mutashabihan mathani. تَقْشَعِرُّ مِنْهُ جُلُودُ الَّذِينَ يَخْشَوْنَ رَبَّهُمْ ثُمَّ تَلِينُ جُلُودُهُمْ وَقُلُوبُهُمْ إِلَىٰ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ Allah has sent down the most beautiful of all teachings. A scripture, a book that is consistent, meaning you're not, not going to find any conflicts in the Qur'an. If you read here or read there, there's nothing conflicting with one another. And it draws many comparisons. Allah provides multiple comparisons in the Quran, gives you many examples to make us understand things. For example, he says, haven't you seen the rain? When Allah showers the rain down, there was a land that was totally desolate and barren. Allah sends down the rain and suddenly you see, mashallah, this amazing crops and field down there afterwards. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions how Allah will get your heart to become uh, inspired and, and multiple examples like that. And we need to learn from these examples. Then Allah says that Allah has sent down this scripture that is consistent and draws comparison that causes the skins of those who are in awe of their Lord to quiver. That's our sign. Does our skin quiver when we listen to the Quran? If it does, then it means 
that uh, we are the people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about, that means we uh, have respect for Allah, the, the due respect, how much it should be. Then their skins and their hearts soften at the mention of Allah. Does anybody think that they are hard-hearted, that they are harsh? There's a lot of people, they're actually proud of the fact. They said, this is how I'm born. This is how my family is. I can't change. And they take pride in their harshness. It's okay to be strategically harsh or hard when you're, when you're trying to get work done. But to be harsh by nature is a problem. Gentleness is what Allah wants. And the hadith mentions that anybody who's deprived of gentleness, they've been deprived of all good. So a lot of people uh, are narcissists. They are arrogant people. They're always hard and they always think they're right. And how do they change? Well, voluntarily they can change by reflecting on the Quran. I've seen people who are very hard. May Allah protect us. Uh, they didn't change. And then what made them change was a illness. They became very sick. Now, because of that, you see suddenly they start being so humble with everyone. Totally changed person for 50 years, 40 years of their life, they're hard. Like, you know that they're hard people, you just can't deal with them. They make everything difficult, stubborn, arrogant. And then suddenly, they start being very humble. What happened? Illness. We don't want that. We don't want illness to wake us up. We want the Quran to wake us up. So start reading the Quran. All of us, whether you're hard or soft, it makes, we need to read the Quran. Now, Ibn Abbas narrates that the Prophet said, a multiplied reward, meaning multiple rewards. So our little brothers, you guys listen to the Quran, right? Do you know what reward you get for listening to the Quran? Do you enjoy re listening to certain qaris? Have you got a Quran cube? Okay. So if you listen, a multiplied reward is recorded for whoever listens to even a verse of the Book of Allah. Whoever recites a verse from the Book of Allah, it will become a light for them on the Day of Resurrection. Imam Ahmad has related this. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud says, the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said, uh, so once, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, he's a Sahabi, عن, the Prophet is there, and he says to him, read. He told Abdullah ibn Mas'ud to read the Quran. This is really amazing. So Abdullah ibn Masood said, Ya Rasulullah, you want me to recite even though it was revealed to you. Why do you want me to recite for? The Prophet said, Yes, I love to listen to it from someone other than myself. Ajib. That the Prophet is receiving the Quran, reciting, he gives it to everyone. Now he wants to listen to it from someone because he said, that's what I want. So then Abdullah ibn Masood said, I recited Surah An-Nisa. Allahu Akbar. I started reciting Surah An-Nisa. Until I reached the verse, فَكَيْفَ إِذَا جِئْنَا مِن كُلِّ أُمَّةٍ بِشَهِيدٍ وَجِئْنَا بِكَ عَلَى هَؤُلَاءِ شَهِيدًا this is relevant to the Prophet ﷺ. How will it be when we bring a witness from each community, each ummah, and we bring you as a witness against these people? Now the Prophet ﷺ, he said, that's enough, that's enough. When I looked up at him, I saw that his eyes were flowing with tears. The Prophet ﷺ became overwhelmed. He said, that's enough. He started crying at listening to someone else. This is a hadith of Bukhari and Muslim. Imam Nawi comments on this hadith. He says, 
what we can learn from this one hadith, this simple hadith, right, is there are many teachings here. One is the recommendation of listening attentively to the Quran. Why did the Prophet cry? Because he was listening attentively. He knew the meaning, he understood what was going on. Number two, to cry when you listen to the Quran. This is a sunnah. The Prophet cried when listening to the Quran. It's a sunnah to cry. May Allah allow us to cry. And then to reflect upon it. Because this verse was relevant to the Prophet that the Prophet is going to be brought as a witness. So that's when he, he started crying. It also indicates the recommendations of others to recite so that you can listen to it. So one is you, they say that reciting the Quran is superior to listening to it. Because you're reading, you're hearing, right? It's more. Now when you listen, you only hear. But sometimes they say that when you listen, you can reflect more than when you're reading. Because when you're reading, you have to be focused on what you're reading. Am I reading correctly? And, you know, am I getting it right? But when you're listening, you just relax and just listen and just absorb and be inspired. That's why some say that's better. But the other view is that reading is better because it includes listening as well. However, uh, to listen is more easy to reflect. That's if you know the meaning. Uh, before, we used to have these recordings with the Arabic plus translation. Arabic and translation. Now you can get this on the screen, so it's a good idea if you want to listen to a Qari that the translation is playing there as well. There's lots of ways to do it. Of course, if you know Arabic, it's even better because when you understand it directly, that's the most superior thing. Uh, the point of a lecture is to encourage people to act, to get further, an inspiration, an encouragement, persuasion. The next step is to actually start learning seriously to read books, to take on a subject of Islam and to understand all the subjects of Islam, at least at their basic level, so that we can become more aware of what our deen wants from us. Uh, and that's why we started uh, Rayyan courses, so that uh, you can actually take organized lectures uh, on demand whenever you have free time, especially, for example, the Islamic Essentials uh, course that we have on there, the Islamic Essentials Certificate, which you take 20 short modules and at the end of that, inshallah, you will have gotten the, the basics of uh, most of the most important topics in Islam and you'll feel a lot more confident. You don't have to leave lectures behind. You can continue to, leave, uh, you know, to listen to lectures, but you need to have this more sustained study as well. Jazakallah khair and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.